0: I turn your attention this morning to the book of Philippians, chapter 4 and verse 4. So happy for all of you that are here today. Thank you for coming out and being in service with us. You have honored us by coming, but most of all, you have honored the Lord. And what a privilege it is that the Lord, God of glory, creator of heaven and earth, the Bible says, sits upon the circle of the earth. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. He has come and already allowed us to feel His presence and sit in heavenly places. What a wonderful Savior. I want to read Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 and then uh, turn over to the book of Romans. Uh, Read one verse, chapter 15 and verse 10. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Looking over in Philippians chapter 15, verse 10, and again he saith, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. And again, you start to see a pattern here after a while seems like to me that this rejoicing is something that has to be done again and again and again and again over and over and over our subject this morning is simply rejoice, rejoy would you bow your heads and pray with us lord we are thankful to be in your house today. What a privilege it is to be in your presence. We're thankful for your word that guides us, gives us instructions for life. We ask you, Lord, that you would illuminate our hearts and minds to receive your word. Let us not be hearers of the word only, but doers of the word also. And we will give you praise for all things. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. We begin this year, last month, with a vision that the Lord was giving us these 12 wells that we could draw water from. Twelve different months we designated that we would have a new well that we would focus on each month. Last month we talked about renew and how God can make everything brand new again. Aren't you thankful that God has the ability to create and recreate and make things brand new? You don't have to live your whole life with the scars of your past. You can get a brand new way of thinking and a brand new way of living. Renew. And so for the month of February, these... 12 wells that we had talked about the children of israel going through the red sea and then coming into those bitter waters but the lord providing these 12 wells that they were able to find refreshing waters i want to focus in the month of february on rejoice and each one of these wells has an element of going back again we talked about that the first of the year when we mentioned that the children of Israel under Abraham had to learn to go back to those wells over and over again. After Abraham died, Isaac had to face these Philistines who wanted to steal, take away that artesian well source. As you can imagine, it's very necessity. It's very much a necessity and very necessary in the desert for sure. Well, they tried to clog up all these wells. And the Bible says that Isaac dug again the wells of his father. And so God has given us as believers and Christians these these wells that we can draw from. These places that we can go in this journey of faith that we have all embarked upon. We can go back again and again. And those wells do not dry up. Sometimes, yes, we have to pull the dirt out of them sometimes we have to go back and make sure those waters are still flowing but in the month of February we want to draw from the well of rejoice we read to you from Philippians and Romans that when you go to this well it's again and again and again just like you don't just take a drink of water when you're born and say "Mm, that's so good I'll never need another drink of water the rest of my life. That's not going to happen. You're going to drink from that water over and over again. Maybe not from that specific one, but you're going (laughs) to... That did taste a lot like Wednesday night. No, that's fresh. (laughs) You're going to drink over and over and over again. And spiritually, we do the same thing. In the dictionary, it shows the word rejoice as a verb meaning it is some sort of action it's not just some mental place that we arrive at that's some sort of a passive uh, reminder it is a word of activity, of action to feel or to show great joy or delight happiness, these are the synonyms the dictionary provides pleasure, joy, gladness, delight, elation, cheer, jubilation, euphoria, delirium, ecstasy, rapture Exuberance, exultation, glory, triumph, celebration, revelry, merrymaking, festivity. It's all an expression of what you feel. It is an action. So if you break it down even further, we know that re means again. And joyce comes from joy. So it is the act of getting your joy again. Rejoice. God doesn't just give you joy and then leave you. He gives you joy over and over and
1: over again. It's it's an action, it's not passive, it's a choice, it's a decision. I'm not going to live my life being miserable. I'm not going to live my life being discouraged. I'm not going to live my life being offended. I'm going to get joy over and over and over again. Because I know who I am. I'm a child of the King.
0: Now, you're born with joy. You have joy. Some of you are thinking, you got real quiet because you're thinking about when you're born. You won't remember the moment, but you were born with joy. From day one, you have joy. Babies will laugh and smile at you. (laughs) They're just happy to be alive. Even if a baby's crying and you smile at it, they'll smile back at you. Adults won't do that. If you smile at an adult, they'll really give you a funny look, think you're some sort of creep and run off. babies will smile they can even spit up on you and smile all at the same time i think they enjoy just watching our reaction to all of their their issues when sophia was about five months old i was playing with her and she just spit up all over my brand new iphone
1: and she just thought it was so funny i said sophia you spit up all over my phone i'm not sure if it's gonna work and she just laughed and giggled
0: and i went to clean it all off and got it all clean i came back and she had eaten all my notes so i knew she was going to be special from day one you can start out with a lot of joy but then there's a lot of things that try to steal your joy try to take your joy from you it may just be something that somebody
1: said to you
0: my wife was hitting around about what she wanted when she turns 40 years old and she said, I want something shiny that goes from zero to 120 in three seconds. And I said, How about a scale? That's when the joy left, right there was where it left.
1: <laughs>
0: I heard it. I heard about a man that decided to buy his mother-in-law a cemetery plot for Christmas. He gave it to her as a Christmas gift. He said, I wanted to buy you this cemetery plot. I know people don't think about it. But it's something you know you'll need one day. And I'm going to give you this as a Christmas gift. She wasn't very excited about his Christmas gift. So the next year he didn't buy her a gift at all. And she said, how come you didn't buy me a gift? He said, well, you still haven't used the
1: gift I got you from last
0: year. <laughs> That's when the joy left, right about that time. That can take your joy. But the real question is how did we lose it and how do we get it back? Well, first of all, the Bible tells us who takes our joy. The devil is a thief. He robs you. He's not your friend. He's not some kind of rich uncle that's going to leave you of great fortune, of fame and friends and personal fulfillment. That's not him. He's going to leave you broke, empty and alone. He will take every bit of moral fiber out of your body. He will rob you of your self-esteem. He will pillage, pulverize, persecute,
1: prosecute, pound you and leave you perplexed. He is not going to be your friend.
0: He's a thief but on the other hand our lord and savior is a giver
1: he gave his only begotten son every good gift cometh down from the father of lights he is the giver of life he's the giver of strength he's the giver of health he gives you peace that surpasses all understanding he gives you joy in the morning he gives you joy in the midst of your trial When you're in trouble, when things are bad, help comes. Up. You've got a God that is a giver.
0: So the dichotomy between the enemy of your soul and the Savior of your soul is very stark, it's very clear. In fact, if you ever wondered whether you're in God's will, ask yourself are you reflecting the nature of Christ or are you reflecting the nature of a fallen fleshly nature? Because the nature of Christ will give up what is rightfully his or hers and the nature of the flesh is to take what doesn't belong to you operating in the flesh you'll take something that doesn't belong to you you'll take somebody else's wife you'll take somebody else's money you'll take someone else's honor you'll take someone else's parking spot i got a tough crowd here this morning i'm working with the
1: enemy will take what doesn't belong to. Him. But Jesus is the opposite. He gives up what is rightfully his. He gives up his glory, gives his power, gives his spirit, gives his love. The devil steals, but Jesus gives. Oh, aren't you faithful? He's given us life and life more abundantly life is too short to be miserable life is too short not to have joy there is a well that god has given every born again believer and all i gotta do is go back and get my joy again
0: the enemy tries to steal what doesn't belong to him tries to steal your kids Your children were given to you by the Lord. They weren't given to you by the enemy. All he can do is steal what's already here. God is the creator. God is the giver. The enemy wants to steal your joy. wants to steal your worship. He doesn't have a right to your worship. He doesn't have a right to your health. He doesn't have a right to your checkbook. He'll try to steal
1: your job, your house, your soul, your marriage, your kids. He'll try to take everything and he's got no right to any of it. Somebody in this building needs to tell the devil, you need to take your hands off of my stuff. I belong to God. Every good gift coming from God. You've got no right in this home. You've got no right in this mind. I will bless the Lord at all times. Come on, I want to get my joy back. I want to get my stuff back. I want to get back what belongs to me.
0: so let me tell you how you get your joy back you give up something that rightfully belongs to you consider hannah she had a right to raise her son however she wanted to but she gave him to the lord at a young age and because of this she got her joy back you ought to study hannah there wasn't very much joy going on when she couldn't have kids been made fun of and came to the husband's trying to be good, but one wife had children, and she was all in between trying to keep peace in the home. She was so perplexed, distressed, disheartened. She was interceding so much in the house of God that Eli, the priest, didn't even know, had never seen somebody call out to God, thought she was drunk. But the Lord said, I've heard your prayer. I'm going to honor your petition. You're going to receive, I'm going to open up your room. And she had this son and then when you read the difference of what happens in first samuel chapter 2 verse 1 and hannah prayed and said my heart rejoiceth in the lord mine horn is exalted in the lord my mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because i rejoice in thy salvation look at the difference you know what happened hannah found that well again hannah went back to that well that had given her life that had given her a family that had given her a husband that had given her salvation
1: and she said i'm going back one more time i'm not going to stop i want a child i want a son and when god gave it guess what she did she gave him back she didn't have to do that but when you find your joy
0: Isaiah said, therefore with joy shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. David had a right to worship whatever he wanted to as a young shepherd boy. But he chose to worship a God that he could not see with the natural eye. And because he did, he got his sheep back when the bear and the lion tried to come and take his sheep that he was responsible for, he got them all back he got the armies of God back after losing them to the fear of Goliath he learned how to keep going back to the well, the well of rejoy. he learned how to keep going back, you read the Psalms, all throughout the Psalms Psalms 55, or I'm sorry Psalms chapter 5 verse 11, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee over and over and
1: over again you'll see that David learned to go back to the well he didn't mean he didn't have problems in his life he didn't mean he didn't have disappointment and mistakes but he learned where the well was that's why he said I long for the waters out of the wells of Bethlehem he wasn't necessarily talking about a geographical spot there was a place that David found over and over again that he could find his joy
0: even when he was surrounded by the enemy. And so there is some secret in this. Examining Psalms chapter 5 and verse 11. Let them that put their trust in thee rejoice. I got to thinking about this. In the context of giving up something that rightfully belongs to us, if we give something up to the Lord, it causes our joy to come back. And I thought about it in terms of trust. You know, you can trust in whatever you want to. Right now, you're trusting in that bench that you're sitting on, that it won't fall apart while you're sitting on it. <laughs> he didn't even realize it. You just came in there and sat down on it. didn't even think about it. We get on those airplanes, and we trust those two people that's in the cockpit. Hopefully there's two. That those people have not had a fight with their wife, and that everything's okay, and they hadn't been drinking before they came to work, and that they've been trained in simulators on this plane, and that this thing's going to get through the air and the land. And we get on there, and we go find our seat, and we... And we put our trust... We, 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 when you trust something, you are giving up something to
1: someone or something else. You trust. You can trust in whatever or whomever you want. But when you trust in Him, I choose to trust Him. I don't know how God's going to bring me through this, but I believe that He's going to do it. And I choose to believe. I choose to trust. And people that don't know God say, I don't know how you're doing it. If I was you, I'd be miserable. Boy, I tell you what, I'd be mad at God. But you're not
0: mad. You're glad.
1: The more the devil throws at you, the more you worship God. The more the enemy tries to take your joy, you just crank up your praise one more notch. You. you said, "I'm gonna get louder. I'm gonna get bolder. I'm gonna get stronger because my God is great and greatly to be praised." And I put my trust in Him. Whoa! Hallelujah!
0: When you put your trust in Him, guess what happens? You get your joy back. Because you're giving up something that you didn't have to. You can love whatever name you want to. You can love the name of your favorite sports star. You can run all around town with a LeBron James jersey on. It's still not going to make you LeBron. I don't understand. Have you all seen all these people that wear all these other jerseys with names on I know Michael Jordan was a good basketball player, but you're not Michael Jordan. You could have his number, his name, his jersey, and own his shoes. But you got to still deal with gravity like the rest of us humans.
1: <laughs> you choose who
0: you're going to identify. You choose what name you want to fly under the banner of. You say, "Oh, Pastor, I'm not into sports. I don't believe in all of them." No, but you'll plaster your own name on your license plate. Your keychain has your own name. You love the sound of your name,
1: Monique.
0: I first started preaching, I was driving over to Brandon, preaching for a church over there in Tampa, and I was still working at the radio station, so I had to drive over there Sunday morning, Sunday night, and my cousin Tom Bush would go with me, he would drive back, hopefully he didn't fall asleep, and I had to be at the radio station at 4 o'clock in the morning on Monday morning, so we'd drive over there and come back, and the first time I went over there, Brother Green, he had a big marquee sign out front and it said, Evangelist David Meyer. I told my cousin, stop the car. Got out, I stood under the sign. I said, get a picture, Tom, get a picture. I'm standing under the church sign taking a picture. I get back in the car we drive up to the front. Before I even get in the door, the Lord speaks to my heart and says, who's doing this, you or me? I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. I apologize. I made up my mind. Boy, we got in that building. Was just a little small church. Jesus, Jesus. I said Jesus 400 times before I ever got to the pulpit. <laughs> I had to remind myself, this is not about you. Nobody cares about David Myers. The name of the wicked is going to rot. But there is a name that is higher than every name.
1: And when I say the name of Jesus it's greater than any name there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and when I fall in love with the name I get my joy back there ought not to be anybody more happy than Jesus name apostolic pentecostal that love the name of Jesus that baptize in the name that pray in the name I get my joy back when I get in his name Whoa! hallelujah.
0: You got some spirit of depression going around your house, you ought to go in every room. In the name of Jesus Christ. Going to get my joy back in this room. I don't know what's going on with these teenagers, but I claim the name of Jesus in this room. We're going to draw from the wells
1: of salvation. We're going to get our joy from the Word of God. We're going to get our joy in the house of God. Hallelujah. We don't need entertainment from Hollywood. All I need is the presence of God. And I get joy when I think about what He's done for me. I get joy when I think about it.
0: David said, Psalm chapter 9 and verse 2, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name. Woo, hallelujah. You can sing any kind of song you want. You have a free will, but when you sing about the name of Jesus, you could be having the worst day. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Woo, Lord. Boy, all you got to do is hum a couple of bars and it'll just climb up on you. Woo, Master,
1: Savior. The devil said, go ahead and leave him alone. You might as well send your generals to somebody else. He just started out the day singing about the name of Jesus. He's too hot for me to handle today. That's a child of God. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm saying there's joy. There's unspeakable joy.
0: Can you call on his name? Woo, Hallelujah. let all those that seek thee rejoice this is what David said in Psalms chapter 40 and verse 16 let all those that seek thee now in America we're so focused on the final result that we lose
1: track of the joy that's in the journey if I just seek him I find joy Pursuing God, I get my joy back. Woo! Has God answered your prayer? No, but I've got joy in just praying about it. I got joy in just pursuing God. I'm pressing Him, I'm giving it everything I got, and I'm finding joy in the journey. I know that one day we're going to all dance on streets of gold, but I got news for you. He's given us joy for the journey. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven. You can dance on these asphalt streets right here, right now, with potholes and everything else. You can dance, you can rejoice, you can shout right here on planet Earth. Because we seek him.
0: let such as love thy salvation say continually everybody say continually Continually. thy Lord be
1: magnified
0: the very fact that you're still here magnifies God the fact that you're still in the game magnifies God what you've gone through others would have given up but you're still here worshiping God Uh, Hallelujah. People don't know God, they can't understand it. You go back to church, all the trouble, all the stuff you're dealing with. Yep, I am. Why? Because I found the well, the source of my joy. It's not in anything in this life, it's an artesian well it's living waters that's flowing from the
1: inside and though the enemy trying to take it I'm going to fight to keep it flowing I'm going to go with the flow because I got a God who's a faithful God and I'm going to get back up one more time I'm going to put on my suit and I'm going to go to church one more time shouted to the king of kings and the lord of lords cause I found joy unspeakable joy Jesus
0: and pursuing this joy has to be a concerted effort on our parts not just some passive static position where we wait for some lightning bolt from heaven to stir us and quicken us. starts with our heart and our mind and moves into our hands and up into our vocal cords. And we declare the goodness of God. We speak His name.
1: I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Ooh, sometimes you got
0: to remind yourself that when you're getting ready Sunday morning. Time to go to church. Got to rehearse it for your own ears.
1: I was glad when they said, You'll get glad. I was glad when they said it to me. I was glad when they said it to me. I was glad when they said it to me. I was glad when
0: they said it to me. me. It's a progression. And the whole time the devil's whispering in your ear, you're going to go down that church, they're going to look at you funny. They all dress different than you. (laughs) Somebody gonna go down there, you got to fight for your parking spot, fight for your end spot on the pew. You know that sister gonna glare at you because you never have returned that Tupperware bowl. He said, I'm going every I'm going anyhow. Mm, I'm gonna get my praise on the day. Because he's been too good to me. Brother DeMerchant, my, my good friend, the missionary that passed away a couple of years ago. I, I got to spend ten years with him flying up and down that jungle brought my family. A lot of you men from church went down with him. We worked on the Bible school, built three churches down. We had such a great time. Brother DeMerchant was He was not a man given to a lot of angels and sensationalism. He was a man of the word. He built a Bible school. He trained those leaders. He went there with his wife and a six-month-old daughter over 54 years ago. And when he passed away a couple of years ago, there's a church now of over 25, no, 250,000 people in 1,500 churches up and down the Amazon. A man that spent three and a half years He totaled up all the minutes that he's been in that little 172 flying up down that river on them float planes.
1: Three and a half
0: years. Man, I used to fly with him. We'd go down them little villages and Indians. And He told me, he said, man, you know, he said, Brother David, his wife had to coax him into tell him, he said, I was flying up to that one Indian village, and he said, I fell asleep. I think it was just the hum of the engine and the humidity in the air. He said, when I woke up, I turned and looked to my right, and there was a guy sitting next to me flying. He said, I looked over him and he had four stripes on his sleeve. I looked back at my instruments and I had the same altitude and I had the same heading. I looked back again and he was gone. He said, I realized the Lord had given me an angel. And he said, I was thanking the Lord
1: because I said, Lord, not only did you give me an angel, you gave me a captain. He said, he had four stripes. That meant he was a captain. God don't do anything halfway. I'm going to tell you something else.
0: When God gives you a friend, He's going to give you a good friend. Yes, He will. I'm going to go one step further. When God gives you
1: a spouse, it's going to be the right spouse. Mm -hmm. When God does it, He does it right. He said, I
0: was thanking the Lord. Lord, you're so good, you gave me a cap. He said, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, He's been flying with you for 50 years. You've just seen Him for the first time. I helped him get his book together, Full Throttle, which we were able to pull all the stuff together and his pictures. We were going through all this stuff. I was listening to all the stories. It became a bestseller. But when we were getting it all together, I started saying, Brother DeMerchant, what about this? What about that? He told me early on he'd had three crashes in that jungle in his little float plane. When I started saying this and that, what about this? And I started finding all these other. He said, well, I've had eight mishaps. I said, Brother DeMerchant,
1: you've had eight mishaps, three
0: crashes. It was, man, I got to dig it. I was like, if you didn't believe that there was a God, you couldn't study his life in that Amazon without believing that God is a protector. But that doesn't just happen without sacrifice. He started telling me about the accident that he had whenever he lost two passengers. One lady that was an AIM worker from the United States. He would only been down there about a year and a half. And he was still just trying to get a work started. There was no apostolic oneness, Pentecostals there. It was just... Him and his wife and his six-month-old daughter, they would, they'd have fish in line. They'd come in because you've got to leave all your windows open all that. They'd come in there. He said, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and there'd be fish in line. They'd be trying to steal stuff out of my house. I'd grab a hold of the line and pull on it and look out the window. The guy would leave the rod and take off running. All kinds of things, everything you can imagine. Try to run them off. He said, He uh, we, we just kept plowing away. But he said, when I had that accident, water had gotten in the fuel and he had those two passengers on board. One was a national minister, a man. One was a lady that was a lady missionary from the United States. And he said, we were going to have a crusade. And we, co- we pulled up out of there. And he said, it was crosswinds. And, and he said, water had gotten in the gas line. And so right as I got just a little bit of altitude over that, that big old wide Amazon river, that the engine cut out on me. And I turned around real quick and tried to land. And with the crosswinds, I landed on one pontoon, and the winds flipped me over and flipped the plane upside down. He said, I was able to get the door, and I got up and got some air and went back down. I realized my two passengers weren't on the surface. I tried to crawl through. They were in the back of the plane. There's no door back there. We tried to pull them out. And he said, both of them had drowned before I could get them to the surface. That every night the enemy come to my room. I'd cry myself to sleep, and the devil would come in my room and say, I told you, you don't belong here You belong to me. Why don't you go back to Canada where you came from? Now, not only are you not saving people, but you're killing people.
1: Lives are being lost. Get out of here. This is not your territory. Two weeks he went
0: through this, every night. Finally, on about the 15th night, he told me, he said, I'd already told my wife, we're headed back to Canada. I'm not supposed to be here. We're out of God's will. Something's not right. But he said after a couple of weeks, he said I was crying myself to sleep and in the middle of the night, he said I felt a presence in my room and I woke up and there was a glow. And he said I couldn't see exactly the features but there was this light that was at the end of my bed and he said I heard a voice that said I come from the presence of Jehovah God. And I have come with a word from the King two passengers are with me they are safe in the arms of God the master said to tell you that you are going to have great revival in this country and for you not to be afraid and for you not to be discouraged because my hand is upon you and I am the savior of this world
1: <laughs> Woo! Mm.
0: Boy, he said, I got out of my bed and I started praying and saying, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to let anything discourage me from anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm sold out, Lord. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll commit. And he said, the next night, nothing happened in his room. No evil spirit. No Holy Spirit. No visitation. He said, I slept like a baby. But he said, the following night, he said, in the middle of the night, I could feel that evil presence coming up in the room again. He said the wind started to blow, and it was unusual for it to blow that strong. He said the curtains would stand up like there and he said the wind started to blow in the room. He said this horrible smell came into the room, and he said you could feel this evil presence. He said it wasn't a voice, but you could just feel this evil presence, and it was almost suffocating it was almost like something was trying to strangle him. And he said all of a sudden the furniture all started to bounce around the room. And the bed he was in it was bouncing. he said it's like I was in an earthquake. And the bureau bounced and it started moving on. And he said I realized that the enemy had come one more time to try to torment me. And he said I was trying to hang on. I was scared to death. But he said I had remembered that I had been told by the Lord that I should not be afraid. And he said, after about 10 to 15 minutes, he said, everything stopped. He said, the bed was over that side of the room. The dresser was over here. And he said, everything was all mixed up and messed up. And he said, I don't know what happened to me. But he said, I stood up in my bed. And he said, I said, devil, get back in this room. He said the wind started to blow again. Things started to bounce around again.
1: I could feel that heavy presence. And he said, "Now look, when you came in here, this bed was over there. That dresser was over there. You have no right in this room, in this home, in my mind, or this country." And I'm saying, "Put it all back."
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'd believe it coming from somebody else. But I knew that old man too well. He wouldn't just make it up. He said, I'm telling you, David, the wind started to blow again. Furniture started to bounce and move around. He said, the bed bounced all the way back over on the wall where we started out. The bureau bounced everything back where it was. And he said, everything got back to where it was originally at. And then he said, there was this eerie piece. Peace. And it was almost like he was waiting for a response. And he said, I got out of bed and I stood in the middle of my floor. And I said, now don't you ever come back
1: in the name of Jesus. God Almighty. Oh, I wish somebody would say, devil, you don't belong in this house. You don't belong. You can't steal my children. You can't steal my job. You can't take my joy. you got no power. You've got no authority. I want to get my joy back. I'm going to get my salvation back. Oh, would you stand to your feet this morning? Hallelujah.
0: I don't know what you may be facing. But I've got a Savior that says. If you'll just draw one more time from that well, I have got joy, unspeakable joy. Your Savior never intended for you to live discouraged, disheartened, downtrodden, feeling like you can't make it. Why don't you take authority again over your surroundings?
1: This is God's territory. I'm a child of the king. I'm going to trust in you, God. I'm going to pursue you, Lord. I'm going to declare your name, Lord. I'm going to rejoice one more time. I'm going to do it continually. And And again I say, and again I say, and again I say, and again I say, and again I say.
0: tell you what i feel in the holy ghost this morning i don't know what each of you may be dealing with individually but i know a god hallelujah that is a god of restoration and i don't know what the enemy may be trying to throw at you but i feel in the holy ghost today to tell you that the lord says make a declaration this morning that i am a child of god The devil has no authority in my life. And by faith today, I'm going to declare victory in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to wait for any
1: physical evidence. I'm not going to wait for there to be some obvious resolution. I'm going to make up my mind right now from this day forward. I'm not going to be tormented. I'm not going to be perplexed.
0: I'm going to go back to that well, and I'm going to get my joy one more time. If that's your feelings this morning, I wonder, would you join me in coming down to the front of this building? Could you make your way down here out of the pew? Come on, some of you facing some things. You're trying to solve it on your own. Stuff that's happening in your home and in your family. You're not sure what to do next. I've got a God, hallelujah, that's telling you. Come on, just rejoice in Him this morning. Come on, you know how to worship God. You've been in the presence of God for many, many years. Come on. You know how to get a hold of God one more
1: time. Come on, it's going to take some action on your part. It's not some sort of passive mental agreement. It's going to require your voice. It's going to require your hands. It's going to require your will. I wonder all across this building right now, would you lift your hands and would you lift your voice like a trumpet and would you shout unto him praise and exaltation? praying for boldness right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, the devil's not going to steal my joy. Put it back, devil. Put it all back. Come on, you got to use your voice. You got to use your voice.